Thank you for listening to this teaching from Kingdom Discipleship. As disciples of Jesus Christ, we have the wonderful privilege of prayer. Prayer is one of the greatest gifts ever bestowed upon us by our Heavenly Father. In prayer, we have the wonderful opportunity to have earnest and heartfelt conversation with our Heavenly Father, with Jesus Christ our Lord, and with the Holy Spirit. Are you a disciple of Jesus Christ who has an active and growing and intimate and meaningful prayer life? Let's open our Bible now and look at this wonderful and exciting discipline of prayer. Well, good morning and welcome to another teaching. It is a Monday morning here in Texas and... Uh, Hopefully all just loving on Jesus, spending time with Jesus, growing to know Jesus, having a, 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 a solid, good new year so far in Jesus. So when this teaching posts, I guess we should be somewhere around the middle of January. And, uh, you know, hopefully you, you've just really been applying yourself to be a disciple of Jesus Christ. We're on uh, <clears throat> what I believe is what the sixth teaching of this uh of this series. Uh, the series is called The Disciple of Jesus Christ. Today we're going to discuss uh, prayer and prayer as a part of the life of a disciple of Jesus Christ. <clears throat> In preparing for this, <clears throat> the uh, the subject matter really is, you know, it, it's it's extensive. It's, it's immense, really. <clears throat> I mean, I... Uh, I mean, this series is growing longer by the teaching, just, you know, preparing for this and just, you know, studying and reading and just, you know, looking at all the different scriptures on prayer and, you know, their application to us as growing disciples of Jesus. It's, uh, I mean, it's incredible. So, I mean, <clears throat> hopefully you have a, uh, a serious prayer life right now. Hopefully you are consistently praying throughout your day. Um, you know, praying when you wake up, praying before you go to bed and praying all the hours in between, um, you know, and, you know, there's obviously we have prayer, you know, on behalf of ourselves. Then we have what's called intercession when we're, when we're praying for others. Um, <clears throat> and it's just a, uh, I mean, it is a massive biblical subject on prayer <clears throat> and, and it is essential if we are to be disciples of Jesus, and if we're to grow as disciples of Jesus, if we're going to grow in our intimacy with Jesus, in our relationship with Jesus, if we're to grow to, to walk with him and be in step with him more and more, we have to be uh, men and women of, of prayer and growing prayer. So, <clears throat> wow. Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you, Father, for your mercy. We thank you for your goodness. And Father, we thank you that we we have prayer, Father. We thank you that we can we can actually talk to you, Father. We thank you that we can communicate our heart to you, Father. I thank you that we can have conversation with you in prayer, Father. I thank you that you hear us, Father. Thank you, Father, for prayer. Thank you just for this uh this incredible blessing, this incredible tool. Um, just this, uh, you know, this incredible gift you've given us of prayer, Father. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Lord Jesus, we thank you, Lord, that when you came into this world on our behalf, Lord, that you set us an example of just 
continually and consistently praying, um, you know, to our Father in heaven. Holy Spirit, we ask you now to give us eyes that see, ears that hear. We ask you to give us hearts to understand as we open your word in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. <clears throat> All right. Thank you, Lord Jesus. All right. So, again, um, again, we're in the what I believe is the sixth teaching of a disciple of Jesus Christ. It's a topical teaching. So I don't even know how many scriptures I'll get through today. I probably have 20 here um, on prayer. And uh, I mean, I'm excited. Again, it just just studying for this, it makes me want to pray more. Um, and so it's uh, it's just exciting. So again, I want to start out when we talk about prayer, okay? Who do we pray to? Okay, I've said this before, we have a triune God, okay? What does that mean? Our God is one being, he's one God, but three distinct, separate, individual persons, okay? You and I are human beings. We're one being, but we're also only one person, okay? Um, you know, I'm a human being, that's what I am. Who I am is John Morton, right? So I'm one being and one person. Our God is so immense beyond any possible comprehension in his immensity, right? That he also is one being, one God, but is three distinct, separate individual persons, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And in Jesus Christ, if you're in Jesus Christ today, which is to say if you've re received Jesus as your Lord and Savior, John 1.12 says yet to all who received him, Jesus, to those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. So if you're trusting and relying on Jesus today for the forgiveness of your sins, the salvation of your soul, deliverance from eternal hell, and to go to heaven when you die, then, then you actually have relationship with each member of the triune God. God the Father is your heavenly Father. God the Son, Jesus Christ, is your Lord and Savior and Master and King and Friend. God the Holy Spirit is your guide, your counselor, your comforter. And in prayer, not only can we, but we ought to be in prayer to all three members of the Trinity and only to the three persons of the Trinity, okay? We don't pray to people. We don't pray to, to, to incredible Christians alive or dead, okay? Um, in Jesus Christ, we have personal and direct and confident relationship, again, with each member of the triune God. And, you know, we go to them directly. We don't have an in-between. So, again, we don't, we don't pray to Mother Teresa. You know, we don't pray to, you know, the Apostle Paul. Um, no, we don't pray to, to Mary. Again, Mary's an incredible woman of God, but we don't, we don't pray to Mary. Mary. Mary was, in fact, a human being as, as we were, okay? Um, we pray only to God the Father, God the Son, Jesus, and God the Holy Spirit. And so direct your prayers, certainly direct your prayers, Lord Jesus, direct your prayers to Heavenly Father or Father, direct your prayers, Holy Spirit. So again, we ought to be developing and growing in our relationship with all three members of the Trinity. Um, and as we grow with them, we'll grow more intimately as disciples of Jesus Christ. 
So, and again, so I'm going to go to Hebrews 4.14 um, to make this point about going to, you know, um, going to each member of the Trinity directly. Okay. Um, again, we don't, we don't go to people. Okay. Um, again, pray to God, the father, pray to God, the son, Jesus, and pray to God, the Holy spirit. Now look at Hebrews four, verse 14 through 16, Hebrews four, 14 through 16. Therefore, since we have a great high priest who has gone through the heavens, Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold firmly to the faith we profess. 15, for we do not have a high priest who is unable to sympathize with our weaknesses, but we have one who has been tempted in every way, just as we are, yet was without sin. 16, let us then approach the throne of grace with confidence so that we may receive mercy and find grace to help us in our time of need. So again, we go directly to the throne. We go directly to God the Father, God the Son Jesus, and God the Holy Spirit. Now, I, I do want to make another point about prayer here. Um, <clears throat> I was mentioning to a couple of brothers, uh, Chad and Matthew, um, a couple of days ago. And, you know, I was saying that, you know, as I, as I was thinking about this new year, about 2023, and what I think, if I was to say what, you know, what I think is, is the most important thing I'd like to see accomplished in my own lives and that of others, and there's so many things, but I think that above all, if I was to pick one thing that the Spirit of God, the Holy Spirit, I believe is, is driving me to and convicting me about, and that is to, to have the name Jesus on our lips in our prayers more and more and more and more and to use the word God less and to, and to use Father, Jesus or Lord Jesus and Holy Spirit in place of that, okay? The scripture gives us these, these relational names. It gives us you know, these relationships, right? We actually have relationship with God, our father, right? We have relationship with God, the son, Jesus, right? We have relationship with the Holy Spirit, with God, the Holy Spirit. And the more we, we actually in prayer and praise and thanksgiving and worship, um, you know, um, you know, you know, you know, when we're when we're praising and when we're worshiping and we know the famous hymn, right? Praise Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. You hear that? Praise Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. Now it says praise God, right? But you want to you want to interact directly with each member of the Trinity. And so for this year. If every time you were going to speak or use the word God, and this is important for every single one of us as Christians and disciples of Jesus Christ, but especially as preachers, okay, we want to have the name Jesus on our lips more and more and more and more. You can listen to the average teaching and it's fine. There's nothing wrong with it, but you'll hear the word God, 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 a hundred times. And you may hear the name Jesus once or twice. It's imperative we understand there is no God. 
save Jesus. We have no relationship with God without Jesus. Um, there is there is literally nothing. Everything is void, save Jesus. That said, in Jesus, we have relationship with God the Father. We have relationship with Jesus, you know, with him, with God the Son, and relationship with, with God the Holy Spirit. Without Jesus, we are in utter darkness. We can know nothing of God in any manner or in any way. When you think of the word God, again, it's a fine word, it's a biblical word, but every single religion in the world uses the word God, okay? Without Jesus, it literally doesn't mean anything. And when you think about the importance of relationship, now again, uh, God is not offended when you call him God, and of course, so many people will say, well, when I say God, what I really mean is, and they'll go on to say I'm Jesus or the Father or the Holy Spirit, well, then let's begin to say more and more and more what we mean. If when you say God, you mean Father, then start saying my, my heavenly Father is leading me. Um, if you mean Holy Spirit, start saying, you know, I'm really feeling convicted by the Holy Spirit. And if you mean Jesus, just consistently say, you know, I'm really looking to live more for Jesus this year. I'm looking to spend more time with Jesus. So instead of saying, you know, I'm looking to, to, to know God more, I want to know Jesus more. Okay. Instead of saying, I'm looking to spend more time with God, I want to spend more time with Jesus. Instead of saying, you know, I'm looking to, to really grow in my relationship with God, I really want to grow to know my heavenly father more. I want to grow to know Jesus more. I want to grow to know the Holy Spirit more. So again, so there's no ambiguity. Instead of using the word God, substitute that for the name Jesus, right? Every time Jesus is God, right? There's no power in the word God. There's immense power in the name Jesus, okay? Um, now, again, I, I use the word God. I do. And I myself would like to more and more, again, more and more, again, use these relational terms that the Scripture has given us. And again, particularly the name Jesus. Um, so, again, if you're a minister today, and you could look back on your sermons and you say, God, 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 God. Yes, you know, as Christians, we do have relationship with God. But let's just think about this. Just I'll give you one example. Now, as, as a side note, when Jesus was speaking, you know, and praying, he always prayed to his father, right? He always said, my father, my father, my father, my father. Um, when he was praying to him, he said, my father, 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 father. Um, you know, really the only time that Jesus addresses him directly as my God, as opposed to his father, is when he became sin and is hanging on the cross. Okay. Then he says, of course, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? There was a some there was a form of a fracture in the relationship that Jesus was experiencing on a very real level when he became sin. Um, and now he says, My God, my God. But but for his whole earthly ministry, you consistently see Jesus saying, my father, my father, my father, praying, father. Um, why does he do that? When you think about, you know, when you when you talk to your earthly father or mother, um, do you call them by their first name? You know, do you call your, you know, your father, Mark, um, you know, and your mother, Wendy? Um, or do you call them, you know, dad or mom? 
And when you refer to them, do you refer to them as their first name? Do you refer to them as uh, Stephen and, or, or Kayla? Or do you refer to them as my, my mom and dad or my mother and father? Now, why is that? Why don't you call your mother or father? Why don't you call your dad by his first name? Why don't you call your dad Tom? Well, because obviously, you know, yes, that's his name. But the relationship you have with him is your, your father. He's your father, right? Your mother, you know, Wendy. Why don't you, you know, why don't you call her or refer to her, you know, as Wendy, you refer to her as my mother and you call her, you call her mom, right? Because she's your mother. I would imagine that our mother and father, you know, they wouldn't appreciate it if we started calling them by their first name. I'm happy that my children call me dad and refer to me as their father. Do you see the correlation with our heavenly father? Now, I'll say again, of course, he's not bothered when you say God. There's nothing wrong with it. There's no sin in it. But he's your father. He's your heavenly father, right? He sent God, the son, Jesus, to die for you. And as we just saw in John 1, 12, in Jesus Christ, when you've received Jesus to all who received him, John 1, 12, Jesus, to those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God, right? You're God's child. God the Father is your heavenly Father. And so there's just so much more intimacy when you call him Father and where you refer to him as Father than when you just do God. Just like when your children, right, call you Father or Dad. There's so much more intimacy than if they were to use your own name. So beginning this, uh, this what will be, I don't know if it'll be two, three, four teachings. I don't know how many teachings it's going to be on uh on prayer and thanksgiving and praise and worship, um, but let's 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 be disciples who pray to our heavenly Father, pray to the Lord Jesus, or pray to the Holy Spirit specifically. So when you pray, don't pray, God, will you bless me today, God? Pray, Heavenly Father. Pray, Lord Jesus, I thank you for this day. I invite you into this day. Pray, Holy Spirit, I ask you to lead me and guide me today. Pray directly to each person of the Trinity as opposed to just using the generic name God. And in doing this, there is, there is, there is no doubt that your prayers will be, will be taking on more meaning um, and more power. And it will help you grow as a disciple and grow in your relationship with Jesus Christ. So... Hopefully that makes sense. Um, I know that was a lot. That's an important foundation for us to lay in prayer. And I will say one other thing. When we pray, we pray in Jesus' name, right? As Christians, we know that we end our prayers in Jesus' name. We don't pray in our own name, right? Rap, we don't end our prayers. You know, I pray all this in Rap's name. We don't, we don't say Becky, right? I pray all this in Becky's name, right? Why don't we pray in our, in our own name, Nathan, right? Why don't you end your prayers in Nathan's name? Well, in ourselves, okay, in ourselves, we, we have no access, no right to approach the triune God in any manner, in any way. We, we cannot approach a holy God in our own prayers, in our own life, in our own merit, in our own righteousness, we, we don't deserve to approach him. But when we pray in Jesus' name, when we end our prayers and say, Lord Jesus, I pray all this in your name. Holy Spirit, I pray all this in Jesus' name. Father, 
I pray all these things in Jesus' name. To pray in Jesus' name simply means that you're praying not based in your own merit. You're not saying, Father, I, you know, I deserve to, that, that you to hear my prayers and I deserve for you to answer my prayers. You're praying in the merit of Jesus Christ. You're praying to pray in Jesus' name is to pray in the, the righteousness of Jesus. To say, you know, Father, I pray all this not in my own name, not in my own righteousness, but I pray this in Jesus' name, according to what Jesus has done, according to the finished work of the cross, according to the, the, the righteous life of Jesus Christ, based on what Jesus has done, Father, Lord Jesus, based on what you've done, I ask all these things. So that's what it means to pray in Jesus' name. And again, it's not a legalistic thing. It's not, again, we want to get away and we're going to, you know, we're going to talk about that here about, you know, how we pray, right? And not not praying like, uh, you know, the pagans do, right? It's not about legalism. It's not about the exact words, right? Um, it's, it's again, it's about, it's about the relationship. It's about having a conversation with, with your heavenly father. It's about just, you know, talking to the Holy Spirit and sharing your heart. Prayer should be conversation, right? A disciple has has consistent conversation with God the Father and with Jesus Christ, uh, his or her Lord and Savior and Master and King and friend and, and husband, right? We're the bride of Christ. A disciple of Jesus is having conversation with the Holy Spirit, right? So again, it's not a, a legalistic rote thing, right? Look at Matthew 6, verses uh, 5 through 7. Matthew 6, verses 5 through 7. And when you pray, this is Jesus speaking, and when you pray, do not be like the hypocrites, for they love to pray standing in the synagogues and on the street corners to be seen by men. I tell you the truth, they have received their reward in full. Verse six, but when you pray, go into your room, close the door and pray to your father who is unseen. Then your father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. You see the, the relational term there? Pray to your father, right? Matthew 7. And when you pray, do not keep on babbling like pagans, for they think they will be heard because of their many words. He's going to go on to say in verse 8, your heavenly father knows what you need before you even ask him, <laughs> right? Um, so, wow. All right. So y'all see that right there? That's kind of, that's heavy now, right? Boom. We're here. Um, we're talking about prayer and the life of a disciple. And when you pray, do not be like the hypocrites, for they love to pray standing in the synagogues and on the street corners. And here it is, to be seen by men. As Christians, and, and certainly we can all fall into this, I know I have, and Father, I ask you to forgive us. Oftentimes, you know, for those of us who have been praying for a long time and praying publicly for a long time, I mean, we can give the most eloquent, articulate, long prayers when we're praying in community or when we're praying with other people around us. And they're, they're, they're 10 times regrettably more substantial than when we're praying alone in our own private prayer life. And it's hypocritical. Your private prayer, here's a principle for you as a disciple to always remember. Your private prayer ought to always substantially outweigh your public prayer. If the prayer that you do publicly is, is even close, is equal 
to what you do privately, then your prayer life is, is, is meaningfully out of place as a disciple of Jesus Christ. I'll say again, uh, many of us, certainly I have fallen into the fact, into the, you know, into the trap, right? That when we're in fellowship together and when we're gifted, I mean, we, we have a desire to pray, right, Pop? Um, you know, my, you know my, my big brother, Pop, my, my brother, Damon, you know, is extremely eloquent in prayer and, and, and he has a meaningful private prayer life. But he's a brother who, when him and I are praying, is extremely eloquent um, when he's praying, right? But if Damon doesn't have a private prayer life, that, that he is far more substantially in private when he's praying to his heavenly father, when he's praying to Jesus, when he's praying the Holy Spirit, and he's, and he's using his heart in prayer far more privately than just when he's doing it publicly, you know, and publicly I mean when you're praying with another person, whether it be on the phone, whether it be in a group, just again, when you're not praying by yourself, if Damon is not, you know, um, you know, using, you know, the gifts he has and the uh, just the eloquence he has and the and just the substance he has in private prayer far more than in public prayer, then really he hasn't come to understand the meaning of prayer yet. Right. So, again, what am I saying? Of course, when we're praying together, we do want to pray meaningful prayers. But what does Jesus say here? And when you pray, do not be like the hypocrites, for they love to pray standing in the synagogue. So again, when you look into your heart, are you getting more juice, right? Are you just getting, do you like the attention that you get? And, and, and again, we all need to kind of look at it and say, you know what, Father, I do ask you to forgive me. And we're going to do a, an entire teaching. It'll, it'll be at least one teaching. It could be a two-part on repentance. But just, just repent when you see in your life that when you have public prayer, and you love to pray standing in the synagogues, or you love to pray on the church, or you love to pray publicly in Bible study. And you love to, it's because you love the fact that others can see how good you are in prayer more than the very words of the prayer themselves, or often as much, or even a little bit we can sense in ourselves, right, May? So let's just, again, when we look into ourselves, and this is important that a disciple of Jesus Christ, and I've said this. You know, I've said this, I'll continue to say it over and over. We need to continually practice self-examination, right? And, and we do that for what I'm going to call the joy of repentance, okay? Um, when we examine ourselves and we look into our hearts and we can see that, you know, I don't believe that my public prayer is really altogether pure. I can see certain impurities in there. I can see a certain inward focus, right, Esther? I can see a... Uh, you know, just a certain inkling to to want to like the attention I'm getting, then we let's just go before our Father. And I you know I, I admit it. I can look into my own life now and I can think about it, and I do see that, you know, it, I, you know I, I have a meaningful prayer life personally. Um, I'm consistently in conversation with my heavenly Father and with Jesus and with the Holy Spirit. Um. But yeah, sometimes it's uh, it's not as it ought to be. So Father, I do ask you to forgive me. Lord Jesus, I ask you to cleanse me of this unrighteousness. I, I confess, Holy Spirit, that, you know, sometimes my prayers can get to be where, uh, you know, I, I have some element of this, you know, um, of this hypocrisy in me. And so I just ask you to wash me and cleanse me of that Holy Spirit in the name of Jesus. Forgive me, Lord Jesus. And again, I ask you to, to help me when I'm praying publicly. Help us one and all when we're pay, praying publicly, not to be hypocrites, 
um, and to do it that we would be seen and just uh, admired by other women for our, our eloquent prayer. Thank you, Father. Jesus said, I tell you the truth, they have received their reward in full. When we're praying, and again, our desire is not simply to, to genuinely and authentically and sincerely pray to our Heavenly Father, whether it be on, our, our, um, on behalf of ourselves or others, uh, our reward is just that. Don't expect the prayer to be answered when we do that. You've already had your reward, and that is the, uh, the pride that other people look at you as you're a, uh, a spiritual man or woman. And, and, you know, when you just think about that, right, Nathan, we just, uh, man, I, I don't want my reward to be that other people thought I was some, you know, some eloquent or super spiritual man in prayer. Jesus said, I tell you the truth, they have received their reward in full. Verse six, but when you pray, go into your room, close the door and pray to your father who is unseen. So again, Jesus is not saying we ought not pray publicly here, but you ought to have a private prayer life, right? Of praying to your father and to Jesus and to the Holy Spirit. That is, again, I don't want, I don't, I don't know the, I'm not going to put an exact percentage, but let's say it's 10 times more at least, right? Um, there ought to be a, a substantially greater lifestyle of private prayer than public prayer. Now, again, we want to pray publicly wherever we have the opportunity, but privately, our prayer to, to our triune God, to our Father and to, to Jesus and to the Holy Spirit ought to be privately and consistently wherever we are throughout our waking hours, okay? But when you pray, go into your room, close the door, and pray to your Father who is unseen. Then your Father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. And so again, what Jesus is saying here is obviously prayer that's done privately cannot have the pride of wanting others to, uh, to view you as, you know, as incredible or godly or super spiritual because they can't hear you, right? Do you see that? Private prayer, you know, cannot have that problem of wanting others to admire your prayer because no one can hear it except your father, okay? But now look at verse 7, Matthew 6, verse 7. And when you pray, do not keep on babbling like the pagans, for they think they will be heard because of their many words. So again, we want, of course we use our words when we pray. We communicate with our Father and with Jesus and with the Holy Spirit in prayer as disciples. That's how we do it. We use our words. Certainly we can pray in our minds, and that's a good thing too. But even our minds, we're thinking of words, right? But... He says, and when you pray, do not keep on babbling like pagans, for they think they will be heard because of their many words. Okay. Um, let's not fall into the trap of thinking that, that, that the more words we actually say, the better off we are in prayer. Okay. Um, again, we, we, ought, we want to have an extensive prayer life. We want to have a, a growing prayer life. We want to have a prayer life where we're spending more and more time in prayer, as we're going to read as we go here about, about praying continually, right? Look at Colossians 4.2. Devote yourselves to prayer. Devote yourselves to prayer, being watchful and thankful. Look at Acts 6.4, and this is the apostle speaking, and we will give our attention to prayer and the ministry of the word of God. This is what they were going to do with all their lives, and we will give our attention to prayer, into the ministry of the word of God. All right. Look at uh, 
Look at 1 Thessalonians 5, verses 16 through 18. Be joyful always. Pray continually. Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. You see verse 17 there? Pray continually. So again, we are going to be using our words all the time, right? Uh, throughout our day, we ought to be in prayer, again, 10, 15, 20, 30, 40 times. It doesn't always have to be a 5 or 8 or 10 or 15 minute session. 15 seconds of time in prayer is an immense blessing. Just to, just to go to your father again, it ought to consistently be on your mind when you're awake to be talking and having conversation with your heavenly father, with Jesus and with the Holy Spirit. Um, again, the privilege of, 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 of having this, this time of prayer as a disciple of Jesus, I mean, cannot, cannot be overstated. It cannot be overstated. Okay. Um, you remember, and again, the, the, you know, this whole series is a disciple of Jesus Christ. And what is a disciple of Jesus Christ? And how do we grow as a disciple of Jesus? And again, we're, we're always using Matthew 28, 18 to 20, right? Then Jesus came to them and said, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. Okay. Um, again, Jesus said that his disciples were to obey everything that he said. Everything in the Bible, the entire word of God, and the Bible exhorts us to pray, okay? Um, Jesus set us an example in prayer. A disciple of Jesus Christ, remember, is a follower of Jesus, a student of Jesus, right, Tommy? An apprentice of Jesus, someone who is trying, right, Susan, to, to emulate Jesus in every aspect of their lives, Someone who's trying to be like Jesus in every way. Look at Luke 6, verse 12. Luke 6, verse 12, Nathan. One of those days, one of those days, Jesus went out to a mountainside to pray and spent the night praying to God. So again, we consistently see Jesus quoting the word of God, reading the word of God. And now we consistently see Jesus in prayer throughout the scripture. We just did the last teaching on baptism. And in water baptism, we said we want to be immersed because we want to be like Jesus. Jesus was clearly immersed in the water and came up out of the water. And we want to be like Jesus. Luke 6, verse 12. One of those days, Jesus went out to a mountainside to pray and spent the night praying to God. So again. Jesus is our model in everything, and a disciple of Jesus, a growing disciple, wants to be like Jesus. So, again, you want to get in this habit, again, of being devoted to prayer. And again, prayer is not just asking for things. It's a conversation with, with your Heavenly Father, with Jesus, and with the Holy Spirit. You know, if you turn to John 17, and I, I hadn't even, you know, prepared for this, okay? I didn't even, uh, this is not even on my list here, but it's just coming to mind. Um, you know, you can just see this conversational prayer of Jesus 
with the Father. I don't know how much I'm going to read. And again, I didn't even have this prepared here. Um, but look at John 17, because we want our prayer life to be just consistent conversation. It could be a one-minute conversation, a 10, a 20-minute, an hour, whatever you want. But start having conversation, just, just talking to your Heavenly Father and talking to Jesus and talking to the Holy Spirit throughout the day, Scott. Look at John 17. Jesus says, Father, again, you notice he didn't say God, Father, the time has come. Glorify your Son that your Son may glorify you. For you granted him authority over all people that he might give eternal life to all those you have given him. Now this is eternal life, that they may know you, the only true God in Jesus Christ, whom you have sent. You see that the Father, the Holy Spirit, Jesus is the only true God, that they may know you, the only true God and Jesus Christ, okay? So to know God the Father is your heavenly Father, to know God the Son, Jesus, is your Lord and Savior and Master and King and, 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 and Husband, right? To know God the Holy Spirit is your guide, your counselor, your comforter. Verse 4, I have brought you glory on earth by completing the work you gave me to do. And now, Father, glorify me in your presence with the glory I had with you before the world began. I have revealed you to those whom you gave me out of the world. They were yours. You gave them to me, and now they have obeyed your word. Now they know that everything you have given me comes from you. For I gave them the words you gave me, and they accepted them. They know with certainty that I came from you, and they believe that you sent me. I pray for them. And so, I pray for them. So again, you see, again, Jesus starts out the prayer, Father, the time has come, right? You see that. Verse 5, and now, Father, glorify me in your presence. He speaks about God, but when he's speaking to him, he calls him Father, 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 these relational terms. But do you see Jesus isn't just asking for things here. He does pray and ask the Father for things. Now, just as a side note, Jesus and the Holy Spirit aren't praying to God the Father now, okay? God the Father, uh, God the Son, Jesus, and God the Holy Spirit are all God. They're all all-powerful, almighty, omnipotent, all-powerful, omniscient, all-knowing, omnipresent, everywhere at all times in all history, God. Okay. So it's not like Jesus is up there now saying, Father, what do you think about this? And the Holy Spirit saying, Jesus, I think we ought to do this. Again, they're all perfect. They're all on the same page. Jesus, when he became a man, certainly, um, you know, set us an example. Again, as I said, a disciple of Jesus Christ is always wanting to follow the example of Jesus. So again, do you see this, 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 just this, uh, this conversational prayer. Look now in John 17, verse 20. Again, I'm skipping ahead. My prayer is not for them alone. And now here Jesus is going to pray for you and I. My prayer is not for them alone. I pray also for those who will believe in me through their message. That's us, right? That all of them may be one, Father, just as you are in me and I am in you. May they, may, may they also be in us so that the world may believe that you have sent me. 
it, uh, it goes on and on. Verse 24, Father, I want those you have given me to be with me where I am and to see my glory, the glory you have given me before you loved, before you loved me, before the creation of the world. Let me read that again. Father, I want those you have given me to be with me where I am and to see my glory, the glory you have given me because you loved me before the creation of the world. 25, righteous father, though the world does not know you, I know you and they know that you have sent me. I have made you known to them and will continue to make you known in order that the love you have for me may be in them and that I myself may be in them. So throughout our day, and again, you can have a time of prayer that's five seconds, 10 seconds, 15. There's no, there's no legalistic time frame, right? You can have times of prayer for two minutes when you're in the car, when you're sitting at your desk, when you're walking around, just you want to, you want to grow in this conversation with your heavenly father and talking to your heavenly father and talking to Jesus and talking to the Holy Spirit. Wow. All right. So I'm going to wrap this up. Um, you know, I'm going to read a few more scriptures. And then again, this is going to be part one. And hopefully I'll be able to finish prayer in part two. It may take three parts, but but hopefully you're getting a foundation here and understanding of what a, a, a disciple of Jesus Christ is and how a disciple of Jesus Christ lives their life regarding this incredible subject of prayer. Look at uh, Luke 18, verse 1. Luke 18, verse 1. Then Jesus told his disciples a parable to show them that they should always pray and not give up. Now, I'm not going to get into the parable here, but just hear that scripture again, Corinne. Then Jesus told his disciples a parable to show them that they should always pray and not give up. Okay? So again, Jesus is going to use a parable. He's going to go on and start in verse 2 to give them a parable to show them that they should always pray and never give up. So again, continue to press in in prayer. When you don't get the answers you're looking for right away, continue to press into your Father and to Jesus and the Holy Spirit, right? We already did Colossians 4 too. Devote yourselves to prayer, being watchful and thankful, okay? Devote yourselves to prayer, okay? Being watchful and thankful. You ought to be praying again as you're seeing what's happening around you, right? And again, we're going to have a whole separate teaching on Thanksgiving. Look at James 5.13. Is any one of you in trouble? He should pray. Is anyone happy? Let him sing songs of prayer. You ought to consistently be in prayer, okay? Um, look at James 5.16. Therefore, confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that you may be healed, the prayer of a righteous man is powerful and effective, and we'll get into that more, more next time. Again, when you're praying to your, on behalf of yourselves and others, again, we want to always be in prayer, but the more devout we are, the more devoted we are, the more intentional we are in, in our walk with Jesus, the more we're growing as disciples, the more, the more effective our prayers will be. Doesn't that sound exciting? Look at 1 Timothy 2, verse 1. I urge then, first of all, that requests... Prayers, intercession, and thanksgiving be made for everyone. In our prayer life, we ought to be praying, obviously, again, not just for ourselves, but for those we're in relationship with, for those the Lord brings in our life, for those, you know, in leadership in our country. We ought to just consistently 
be lifting up prayer to our Heavenly Father and to Jesus and to the Holy Spirit. And so I'm, I'm going to end that teaching here now. This is, again, part one. Um, I mean, hopefully, again, this is, you know, you're getting the gist of this. You're getting the excitement of it. Um, and that you're going to begin, again, this, this walk as a disciple in this new year of 2023 of just having a, a growing prayer life. Okay. Again, I cannot stress enough. Yes. From the moment you wake up, like when, when, as soon as you become conscious, it's good to begin this prayer life and praising your father, praising Jesus, thanking the Holy spirit. But just again, again, as you wake up again, and you, you just get the eyes on again, it, I'm not talking about for five minutes or 10 minutes. You could say, a, you know, a five or 10 second praise to your father, a thanksgiving to him or a prayer, right? And then again, throughout your day, again, as it comes to mind, again, it's not a, a religious thing. It's not that you have to, it's that you get to. And again, the more time you spend in prayer, in earnest prayer, uh, again, and it, it can be 50 times a day for 10 seconds a time or a minute, the more you're going to grow in your relationship with Jesus, the better you'll know Jesus, right? Um, you remember in John 14, when Jesus said, when you've seen me, you've seen the Father. The more you grow to know Jesus, the more you'll grow to know Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. So, Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you for our Bible. But, Father, we thank you that we can, that we can use our words back to you. Father, we thank you that we have your word. We thank you that we have our Bible. Father, we, we confess that your word to us, our Bible, is certainly more important than our words to you. But Father, I thank you that as we study your word and we see you, Lord Jesus, and how you lived your life, that, that you've given us this privilege of using our words and communicating our heart to you in prayer, Father. Holy Spirit, I ask you to help us. I ask you to convict us. I ask you to just to give us eyes that see and ears that hear that when we pray to our Heavenly Father, when we pray to our Lord Jesus, when we pray to you, Lord Jesus, when we pray to you, Holy Spirit, that we would be, uh, you know, that just we would, we, would, we would have more understanding and more insight and more relationship and more meaning and more substance in our prayers. Lord Jesus, we confess that, that we could pray nothing. We could know nothing. Lord, we're not praying in our own strength. We're not praying in our own righteousness. We're not praying in our own merit, Lord. We know that we're praying based on the work you did at the cross, Lord Jesus. We pray all these things in your name, Lord Jesus. We know, Lord Jesus, that it's, it's only in you and through you and to you and for you and by you, Lord Jesus. It's all about you. So, Lord Jesus, I ask you to help us now. Help us as we go forward as disciples that we might grow and have a more deep and intimate and meaningful prayer life. It's in your name we pray, Lord Jesus. Amen and amen.